You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 76. Today, it's just you and me, and we're chatting all about how to decide on your guidance. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Welcome back to another episode of the PT Profit Formula. If this is your first time pressing play today, hi, welcome. I'm Beverly Simpson. I'm your host. And today we're just going to be chatting all about how to decide on your guidance. Now, what do I mean specifically when I'm saying the word guidance? So I just got back from my mastermind in Sedona and I had so many big takeaways and a lot of the questions that were coming up inside of the PT profit formula where people were asking me, what's the difference between one-on-one coaching group coaching, masterminds, and how do you really determine which one is the best fit for you? And I also thought this was a really important episode because I've heard from so many people who have said things like, oh, my, my, I invested 30,000, 10,000. I didn't make a dollar back and I didn't. And they start to say things like, I've invested so much money and I didn't get anything back from it. And it starts to feel like, oh my gosh, they're wasting their money. And so the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I think it's a very powerful conversation to be having to really get honest with yourself about where you are in both your business and also in your mindset and how you think about your business, which is going to be so important when you're determining what level of guidance and how to know if the guidance is going to work for you. Now, also as a quick disclaimer, as we're diving into this episode, it's Sunday here, right before we're about to start inviting people into the Simple Selling series. So now if you hadn't heard, you haven't been following me on Instagram, I was actually going to drop this brand new video series training. I was going to drop it tomorrow, but we actually ended up pushing it back a week, which we're probably going to get into why in this episode. But number the number one reason why was because I had just got back from the mastermind and I didn't want us to feel like I we were rushing because from this mastermind event that I went to, I had some big breakthroughs in how the future of Beasts and Fitness and PT Profit Formula is going to look. And so I needed to just press pause on the brakes on that, really kind of finalize that with my team and then create this plan and this vision to finish out 2021. I know it's May 16th and I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's true. We got this vision to finish out 2021 and then begin the process for 2022. And the mastermind really helped me help facilitate these breakthroughs for me. So because of those, and also 
all the fun iOS changes that are happening on Facebook. Um, those were the two main reasons why we decided that it's not worth it to rush. And it's just my nature because I am someone who is, uh, I, I can easily grind. I could easily work hard into the ground. And so I will rush to get things out. And for this, since this is literally, I think the third, third or fourth time that I'll be running this program and I'm making some changes to it. It'll be the last time it's run at this capacity that because I'm making some changes to it, I just want to make sure that it is done right. And by done right, I mean, 70% perfect, right? I never, I'm not, I'm one to jump and know that the net's going to appear, but I want to make sure that we've we're dotting some I's and crossing some T's because this is going to be the last time that I run it at this capacity. So we decided to push back the dropping of the video series. So that means you still have plenty of time to join us inside of the Simple Selling series. So this training is completely free and it's binge worthy for videos and it starts. And the reason why I did it that way is because from the last simple selling that I did live, so many people said there were a thousand people that participated in that training. And so many of you said that you just didn't have time to consume and watch all the training. So I've condensed it. I made the training shorter. I made the training in more tangible bite-sized chunks so that you can, and I'm giving you an entire week so that you have time to watch it. And also this is going to give me the opportunity to really go in there and help you and coach you. And coaching, in my opinion, is a key component, especially when you're at the beginning of your business or maybe not the beginning of your business. Maybe you have a successful brick and mortar, but you are at the beginning of the of entering the online space and you're wanting to generate that first six figures online. So that this training is specifically for you to help you do that. So it's also a really great segue to come to going into this episode on how to decide on your type of guidance, on your type of coaching. What is it that your business specifically needs and where are you going to get the most bang for your buck? Because remember, when we're dealing with business, what we're really looking at is increasing your profit margin. Because that's why I called this the PT profit formula. The PT profit podcast is because you can have a million dollar business, but that's really not that impressive. If you've spent $999,000 trying to grow that million dollar business. In fact, I was sitting with one of my mentors in Sedona, James Wedmore, and we were sitting there and we were chatting and he told me the story about how he had worked with a client that was generating $990,000, somewhere there, $990,000 a year. And she had asked him, how do I make that profitable? When do I start seeing profit? And that was crushing to me because I think so many of us walk around thinking, if I just make more money, then I'll be happy. If I just make more money, then listen, it's that's similar to when your clients say to you, if I just lose the weight, I will be happy. If I just lose the weight, then I will love myself. When you and I both know that we have to enjoy the process first and the transformation on weight loss, it comes from loving ourselves first. 
We work out because we love ourselves, not to love ourselves. Now your business works in a similar way. We want to figure out the means and the way that we can mitigate our risk, still take risk, but not in a way that's going to harm us so that we can have a healthy profit margin. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be a linear experience by the way, but it is important to take those things into consideration. And we're going to get into that today in this episode. So all that to say, if you are a physical therapist, personal trainer in the health and wellness space, and you are looking to generate that first six figures online. So whether you have a successful brick and mortar or not, and you're looking to really just generate those six the first six figures online, then come join us inside of Simple Selling Series. Inside, I'm going to unlock the pillars of performance that separate the coaches that struggle from the ones who are successful. So you're not going to want to miss that. So click the link in the show notes to join us. Also, before we dive into this episode, I am recording on a Sunday. I know my team is going to kill me because uh, it's a little bit late, but I'm recording on a Sunday, which means that you might hear some ambient noises from my beautiful children. So if you're your first time hanging out with me, then don't be surprised. But for those of you who've been here for a while, you probably are used to the sounds of my beautiful children. So thank you for your patience on that. Okay, let's dive into how to decide on your guidance. So, so many people have shared with me and honestly, in truth, I have said to myself before, oh my gosh, I made X amount on this investment. I didn't get an ROI return on investment. I didn't make my money back or now I'm in the hole. Now I'm in debt. And oftentimes you hear in the space. And if this is not your new, if you're not, if you're not new to the space, you hear things like jump and the net will appear. And you hear things like, and I live by that. I said that here on this podcast. So I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad. Okay. But what I am saying is that we want to be clear about our risk mitigation. I'm going to also link the podcast that I did with Mel Abrahams. I'm going to link that here into the show notes because we talked a lot about finances and being financially and, and taking financial risk because business is going to have risks because it's not linear. So it's not about hoarding our money and holding on to it. We need to be both abundant, but also know what we're doing with our money. Because think about it. We hear in the space all the time, oh, just, just you know, invest, you know, we want to be abundant. You can manifest it. You can, money will always come to you. Money we will always find. I actually live by those principles. However, that doesn't mean sticking our head in the sand because think about it. Millionaires, they take risks, but they know where their money is and they know what they're doing with their money. So taking risk is not the same as sticking your head in the sand and, and hoping that the money problems are going to disappear. And I'm only laughing and saying that because that's how I felt. That's how I was. And I used to just think, as soon as I make those 10, those consistent 10K months, then everything, all my problems are going to go away. But you know what? The second that I hit 10K consistent months, the second that I hit 15K consistent months, the second that I hit 20K, it didn't matter what the amount was. I just kept getting, I just, every new level, I had new problems, new expenses. 
It's like those, it's like that client that always looks back at old photos of themselves and thinks, ha ha, I used to think I was fat then. Because the real issue is the way you view yourself. Well, the same is kind of true with your money in the sense that no amount of money, if we can't have a good relationship with money now, and if we can't feel good about where we are in the process now, then it doesn't matter how much money you're going to make. We're always, wherever you go, there you are. So I'm going to go ahead and make sure I really link at that podcast because if you haven't heard it, it was a really great conversation that Mel and I both had about how we can be abundant and affluent and also discerning and good stewards of our money, because that's what it's going to require of us when we start building a business is being a really good steward of both our time and our money. And part of that conversation is determining what your level of guidance is that you need and how much you should invest and what are the differences between one-on-one group coaching, masterminds, because all of this stuff is in this, in this space, in the business coaching space. And it can be really confusing to, to navigate which one works best for you. And so now I really, when I sat down to, to record this episode, I was really hesitant to think about it because I want to be careful because I don't want to give you these cookie cutter baseline metrics because it's really not necessarily about how much money you make specifically, but it is about your level of believability in terms of what you think you are capable of doing in your identity ladder. So now what do I mean by that? So this is something I talk about a lot inside of PTA Profit Formula, but it is the the logical level that was originally created by Gregory Bateson in the 50s. It was adapted by NLP. And it really, and, and I use a logical level in terms of you as a person, your identity level. And I also use a logical level in terms of, you know, the anatomy of a belief. And we use this a lot inside of the course so that you can really determine specifically what your beliefs are about what you are capable of capable of doing? Do you have the skills that are needed? And if not, by the way, that's fine. You could always acquire them. But to really just ask yourself, what are the skills that I need to generate 100K? What are the skills that I need to generate a million? What are the skills that I need to generate 10 million? Those are one of the, that's one of the first places that, that I'll start because in my time, when I have been spending my time with eight figure earners, seven figure earners, six figure, five figure struggling, the differences between each person and where they are in their journey, it's actually not that amount of time. People will say, oh, it's time. You can, you just need more time. Don't compare your day one to someone's year 10. And why, and that is true. First of all, I mean, that is true, but that doesn't mean, but time, but that doesn't mean you can't make a lot of money in a short amount of time. One of my good friends, she went from $0 online to making a million in nine months. So what does it ultimately come down to? In my opinion, from what I've observed is three things is number one is how fast can people get through their lessons, not take it personally, make decisions and move through the the lessons. Number two, how comfortable people are in presenting offers. 
If you have any worth issues at all around selling or you are uncomfortable around selling, that's going to be a big differentiator between the people who struggle and people who are successful. Because the people who are successful typically don't have a problem asking for money, selling, and also charging what their services are worth. And then the last component is having in that dialed messaging and that dialed offer, making sure that we are selling people the transformation and the promise of what they actually want. Those are the three key differentiators, in my opinion, from the people who struggle versus the ones that are successful. We're going to talk a lot more about that when we're inside simple selling. And then of course, of course we go deeper in PT profit formula because that identity ladder, that logical level of really how you think about, about that, about your value, your comfortability in selling, those are going to be differentiating components for those people who continue to struggle versus those who don't. And so the other thing too, that I want to say, cause I did mention it in that, in those differentiators, when I talked about, they make decisions and they learn faster. So what I have noticed is that nobody gets to skip steps. That's why it's part of the logical level. If you're not at a place right now that you are generating six figures to whatever you are, and you're just not where you want to be in terms of your business, One of the components to ask yourself is, do I have the skills required? And I don't even mean skills in terms of your science. And if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you might even feel like, oh, I just need more certification when that's not actually what I mean. You have enough skills to help someone right now. I mean, skill acquisition in terms of your business building. Do you have the skills required to hone in your messaging, to hone in your offers? So I was doing a call with someone and I told her exactly how to put together her offer, but there were questions around, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about that? I don't even know where to start. So that's going to be a skill acquisition. The good news is those don't typically usually take time to create. You can spend three hours thinking about it. And then another component that's often not talked about is the ability to make a decision. People who tend to struggle will waffle and hey, there's no judgment. This is me too. I often see people waffle worrying about making the right decision, the best decision and not taking action because they don't want to mess up. When the people who are successful, they mess up all the time. They mess up, they fail faster, fail forward, whatever those cliches are that are said nowadays. But People mess up all the time. People make a choice and have an expectation or think something's going to happen and then go sideways and realize, oh, I I needed to do something else. It's not about making the right best decision. I talked about that in PT Profit Formula the other day. If you're feeling like you need to wait for it to be right, to be perfect, it's okay. It's not your fault. That is fear with a dress on. It is your brain trying to keep you safe. It's a good thing, but in, all, in order to grow, it's going to require you to make a decision, guess, test, and assess. That is what marketing is. And so depending on what level you're at, now we get to start talking about skill acquisition and the differences bet- between the 
the opportunities or the different offers that are available to you. So it's not also, and I said, I should have said this earlier, but it's also not just necessarily about where you are in your business and how you believe you and what you believe you think you can do. It also will come down to what works best for you in terms of your learning style. Some people do really well in a group setting. Some people don't. Some people really like and want that one-on-one, but some people don't need that one-on-one. And that's not necessarily a correlation between where you are in your business. That's why I have hesitated in putting this out because a lot of people will say things like, oh, you need to be making X before it's worth one-on-one or whatnot. When really it just comes down to how best you learn and how best you can maximize both your time and your resources. So I'll give you some guidelines in terms of how I have used all three because I have. I love group. I love do-it-yourself. I love masterminds. I love one-on-one or so all four. I've used all four ways to acquire skills. So I'll tell you how I look at it for me in my personal business and how I run it in my personal business. So for me, I heard this tip from Chris Car- from Chris Harder. And when I went back and looked at how I've navigated my business, I actually have done that, which is that he recommends wherever you are in terms of your business, that you, uh, in terms of the value of your business that you want it to be that year, you would allocate 5% of your revenues towards guidance. So if you are trying to make 100K this year, then you would allocate $5,000 in your year to your guidance. If you were, if you were working on generating a million dollars, then you're going to allocate $50,000 into your guidance and learning how to get to that million dollars. And now let's say you're brand new and you're like, I want to make a million dollars. Are you going to dedicate the 50,000? You absolutely could. But again, you want to be making sure that you are allocating resources, both time and revenue. That's just going to get the most bang for your buck. So that's one way. That's a tip that Chris Harder gave me. And it is something that I have utilized in my own decision-making and also to remember that when you don't have, that doesn't mean you have to spend $5,000 on coaching. That means that you can spend, you know, you could, you can, you can divvy it up into different coaches, masterminds, you could do courses, but I'm speaking specifically to guidance, not in your science acquisition skills, in your business generating guidance. Because you hear me all the time say coaches need coaches. And I'm a firm believer of that. I am a firm believer that we are always in momentum. So the question is not whether or not you are going forward or staying still. The real question is, are you going forward or are you going backwards? And I know for me, I work with people. It's important to me that my coach and my my mentors have a network and have masterminds and participate in coaching. Otherwise they're in momentum too. And they're resting on their laurels. And the people that I work with continue to, to stay in coaching. They continue to practice what they preach. I don't need to be with someone that, that 
has made a certain amount of money and I don't need to be with someone that has the life that I want. Why? Because it's not about them. Coaching isn't about whether or not my coach can do something. Coaching is about, can my coach, can my guide provide insight, identify blind spots and remove the roadblocks? There's a reason why the star actor isn't always the director. There's a reason why the professional athletes are professional athletes and not the coaches. Okay, so let's get, let's think about the different levels. So number one, this is the number one most important resource that all of you provide all the time. And we consume it all the time. We just undervalue it, I I think, in my opinion. It's the free resources. There are tons of free resources out there. YouTube, people learn how to do everything on YouTube. People give some of their best stuff away for free on podcasts on 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 YouTube, on Instagram, you can get a whole lot of really amazing insights from free resources. So the drawbacks, because there are going to be costs and drawbacks to every single option, but the drawbacks is that you really have to invest your time. So time is money, by the way, you can never get time back. So you have to invest your time to sifting through the resources because not everything is created equal. So you have to spend time searching, research, guest testing and assessing, and that can sometimes take some time. And it often, it might not often be the best source of your energy or best effort. Because I tend to find that when you prioritize your time over your money, you'll end up having plenty of both. James said that to me. And it's true. So you just really have to ask yourself, what's the best use of both my time and my money? But don't underestimate the importance or don't underestimate the value of the of the resources that are out there that are free. The next tier of guidance is books. Books and DIY courses and programs, things that you can start, especially if you're, you know, new. So DIY products, those can be a great source. And by the way, these can all be used in tandem to coaching because you know that I'm a huge fan of coaching. I really do think that coaching expedites the process for lots of people. That doesn't mean, by the way, that you ha- you get to skip steps. There's still going to be a skill acquisition, uh, acquisition period, a learn phase that you're going to need. How long is the learn phase? Well, we're always forever in the learn phase, but really you know, it's going to come down to people, you know, people want to throw money at their problems. Like I'm going to hire a Facebook ads expert, or I can't write, I can't do copy. I'm going to hire the best copywriter, but friends, those resources and, and, uh, freelancers, those are great and awesome. I'm not saying they're necessarily bad, but if there's a difference between trying to get some of your time back or trying to throw money at a problem and thinking that they're just going to solve it for you, it doesn't matter how experienced and how amazing your copywriter is. If your backend stuff like your offer, like your business isn't set up and you don't know if whether or not you can generate money from the copywriter's efforts, then it's not going to matter how fancy, how tricky, or how how persuasive your copywriter is. That's not going to matter if your offer isn't tightened up, if your message isn't in line. 
this is part of why why some people will will have very will have very lucrative businesses but not a lot of profit because they're hiring really expensive freelancers to do some of the stuff that that you could learn you know copywriting and your messaging it's one of the most important components and outsourcing that out before you figured out how to do it in the first place that's something i wouldn't recommend same thing with facebook ads I teach my people how to at least look at the metrics so that you know whether or not your ads are performing. And if you don't know, at least you have an inclination of where to look so that you can determine whether or not your ads are performing well. So there's a lot of really awesome things that you could do by through books, DIY programs, lots of amazing guidance you can get from there because information is abundance. So now we get to go into the coaching component. So you'll have one-on-one group coaching and masterminds are your typical, typical groups that are available. And now you'll see some crossover, like some people will call a mastermind, but there'll be some group coaching or one-on-one coaching components that are part of it. But basically in my years of experience and being, being a participant in all components, in all levels is here are, here are, let's just go through some of the options. I want to talk first about the group component. So the group component is one of my favorites. I've always loved group and I'll always love masterminds because I think it, especially depending on the leader and depending on the container that is built, there is something very powerful with the skills that are acquired in being in those containers. Like for example, in PT Profits container, you have the DIY course that gives you all of the metrics, gives you all of the info that you need to always reference. You get lifetime access to that. So you always have it to reference in terms of the systems, in terms of the info. But then what happens when you are in a collective you come for the content, people stay for community, but the collective and the community is so powerful because people get questions answered to their business that they didn't even know they had when they listened to someone else's questions. So many times when I've been in the group container, I have felt and I have taken a takeaway from from someone else's hot seat or someone else's coaching session. And I've implemented it into my business and it's been amazing. And I never would have thought to have asked it because I got inspired by somebody else going through the same thing. Oftentimes someone would ask the question that I had in my mind, or sometimes in the group collective, I would learn a ton from other people's experiences. And it was awesome because I would network. I would meet a whole bunch of different people and I they'd be great podcast guests or they would be great collaborators or they had my audience. And I and we grew each other's accounts, I think, or we grew each other's audiences and prospects and purchasers because we were collaborating. I also think, you know, people always look at their heroes and they look at people who have these incredible businesses, but they may or may not have seen the process. And so these 
people forget that we're always looking up and we're looking up to our role models, forgetting about the people who are sitting on the left and the right side of us. Because when you guys come together, you're going to grow together and then you will be someone else's model. People have done programs together based on sitting in next to each other in a fitness conference or meeting over meeting online or meeting in a group setting or meeting in a mastermind. The power of the community can be very powerful. Now, some of the drawbacks to group coaching, well, it really depends on the container and it depends on, on your personalities. Well, and also I should have said, you know, some of the drawbacks of the DIY is that you could implement it and then not know what went wrong. Or what do you, what do you do when rubber meets the road and you try something and you expect to, to have one result and you're going to get another result? you know, how do you remove the blind spots when they're a blind spot for a reason, which is when coaching can be very powerful. So now the downside of group coaching is that depending on your personality, maybe you hide in groups, maybe the group size is so big and everyone's at different levels. And so it feels like you almost outgrow that container or you become the leader of the container and you, people are always looking to you for advice, but yet you don't feel like you're getting your cup filled. So, or, or sometimes you start to get into a little bit of imposter syndrome and you start to want to hide because you're in that group container. So I think there are a lot of things that are at play, but sometimes the group container isn't going to be best for everyone. So then you have the one-on-one container. So one-on-one can be very powerful, but it's often not scalable. And it's often, you know, dollar for dollar for hours. So that means oftentimes that it can sometimes not be accessible to everyone. And so, because a person only has a certain amount of hours in their day. So that one-on-one can be, can sometimes be a huge portion of someone's resources when really if they move to a group container, they'd be able to get more bang for their buck, both in time and in, 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 in their revenue. So one-on-one's drawback is that sometimes it's oftentimes because of, because it is a lot of it is dollar for hour. Well, one-on-one can, it can also, it can be a high asking investment. And not that that's bad. I'm a huge advocate for, for making sure you are generating income that you deserve. It's both high in, in time and high in, high in resources. So if you are someone who's potentially, maybe you are at the beginning and you know that you love one-on-one, I'm all, I'm all about doing one-on-one, that's fine, but you could look for some one-on-one containers inside of a group coaching container. Maybe just because it's group coaching, maybe you get the best of both worlds where you also get to speak to your coach at least one-on-one once in a while depending on how you learn. There's lots of ways that you can work around it. One-on-one's drawbacks too are also that you are relying on the on the knowledge and expertise of one person. Now, I have a lot of one-on-one clients and I love it. So it's not necessarily that this one person's expertise isn't, isn't good or that's not enough. That's not true. You can, you can get a lot out of your one-on-one coach. 
However, if you want some inspiration or you want to, or you are a super extrovert like me and you process on the outside and you get inspired by other people, then having that group component can be really powerful for you as well. Now, not all group containers are the same. Not every single group container is huge. You can be in a smaller group container. That's fine. So now the question to, I want, you know, the question to is what are the differences between masterminds? Because I've also been in masterminds where there is a coaching component or there is a curriculum component. So the main difference between a mastermind and the group coaching is that oftentimes in the group coaching container, there's still skill acquisition, meaning that you're still learning some of the principles. So like in PT Profit Formula, for example, you're still going through a 90-day intensive process where you are learning these fundamentals. And I give you like a crash course PhD in marketing. That's what I'm, one of my people said when they uh, just recently in the past, they said, or in this past round, he said, I feel like I'm getting a crash course and a PhD in marketing. Cause it's true. It's a dense, it's a 90 day intensive and it's intensive for a reason, because I'm giving you all of these resources at once. And then there is that implementation component where you have time to actually implement the skills that you have acquired. So that's oftentimes what the group group coaching component can look like. One-on-one is custom. So people, your one-on-one coach is going to meet you where you're at. So maybe there is probably going to be elements of both depending on where you are in your business and what you need. But when you get to that mastermind level, it becomes less about your skill acquisition acquisition per se, and more about the net, networking and the collaborating. So the group coaching component is also going to have that, but your mastermind is really going to be about helping each other, guiding each other, also providing insight on what's working for you inside of your business. Oftentimes you see a lot of these containers of people who have kind of been in the game for a while. They've already been doing this and it's, they're coming together as a collective to go to the next level. And oftentimes what I see, because based on what I started this podcast and oh my gosh, how long have we been talking? Because I swear this was going to be a short one, but I didn't realize I had so much to say about it. But remember when I was telling you that a lot of it comes down to fall, you know, feeling faster mindset and whether or not, and I use that word tentatively, but um, I mean more, you know, it comes, it comes down to, it comes down to how fast can you make a decision? How fast will you come through the, the lesson, learn the other side. And also it, some of it is strategy just in terms of, especially because the internet space is always changing. So it's nice to be in a room with people that are going through the same things as you and can have some insight into what's happening and you get to stay in the cutting edge of the space. Like that's, you know, of the business space that can be very, very, very powerful. So masterminds and also some group coaching can be really valuable in that regard. Also, I've been in containers, group coaching and masterminds when there is one-on-one access, you still get to have one-on-one, some custom access to your coach. 
And those are really the main containers. And it really depends on you being a great, oh, oh, and in that mastermind container, sometimes we've got a lot about, we got a lot of the invisible components to uncover. So many people in my, you know, especially me, I've, I've, I really come up against two things. Number one is, you know, we're always dealing with how, you know, our resources and our, our time and navigating money and time relationship and, and wanting to know where's the best bang for our buck. And this is true at every level, but there, the questions and the types of questions are going to be different. When you get into the masterminds, you start talking more about teams, especially as you're trying to, especially as you're expanding past that 250 mark and you're going closer to the 501 million, that's going to require more than just you. And then you have things like, and so having guidance and a network of people are going to be very, very powerful for you. So really what I would suggest to you is ask yourself, what's my learning style? Where am I best served? When do I feel the most supported? What are the skills that I need to acquire? What are my time and money resource availability to me? Where can I both be abundant and take calculated risk? You know, and for the record, this is one of the things that I love and why I loved PT Profit Formula and why I created it is because that the process that's inside of there, I tell you and teach you how to know your numbers because knowing your numbers is how you're going to be able to determine what my risk factor is and how fast it's going to, how fast it's going to take you to, to get back your investment, both in time and money. And it, it's, it's all about creating the plan and then guessing, testing and assessing it. And honestly, it's what I wish I had when I first started, but now I, I still take a risk, but I know that my business isn't going under and that's how I navigate it. And then also the other component about a mastermind and sometimes group coaching, depending on the container is that a mastermind helps you identify what that invisible is, what's preventing you. Cause sometimes we're all at the same strategy level, but there's just something we can't understand. We can't see. And it comes down to what is our level of believability as to whether or not we can do it and how comfortable are we in asking for the sale at a certain investment price? Because at the end of the day, it all comes down to math. All of it. How many clients you have, how many, uh, how many, you know, what the price point is, how many people you have served versus how many people became customers. It all comes down to the, the three Ps, people, prospect, purchase, period. And so those are the types of containers and how I determine what is best for me in my guidance and what I recommend for my clients and people that I speak with. Okay, so I hope this episode helped. And if you have any questions, please feel free to just send me a DM on the Instagram or come join us inside simple selling series, start generating revenue today, especially if you're at the beginning or struggling and trying to get to that hundred K mark. Okay, friends, thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. 
When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.